I'm one of the good boys, being Chris, on the internet one day. I'm Chris said to you, let's make a podcast, boy, come on now, what do you say? Well, what will this podcast be about? It's new, with a tear in his eye. We've got stories that people tell each other from Louisiana Fire to the city of Mumbai. Oh, you mean urban legends. And the podcast was Irving Legends with Bill and Chris. You take care, y'all. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legend, the podcast about urban legends, myths, ghosts, killer robots, cyborgs, slime beasts, uh, batfink, all kinds of shit. Vortexes, ley lines, don't forget those. Ley lines, vortexes, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's about all kinds of shit, really. You know, we don't like to get pinned down on anything in particular. Parallel universes. Parallel As we're universes. learning to do anything in parallel universe, can't you? Exactly. You can see that. Quite in handy there. bringing back those people you killed off five minutes ago <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I uh, am a man whose wardrobe uh, only contains uh, clothes which have either been acid washed or tie dyed. Chris Flynn. And that other cheeky voice you could hear is a man who is attempting immortality by having his personality downloaded onto a 125 gigabyte flash drive. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? How's your, uh, how's your pseudoscience going on downloading your personality onto that it, flash drive? It's going drive? fine, to be honest with you. I mean, we yeah. actually figured out I don't need the, that, that full capacity. 1.25 gig? No, no, no. Um, I mean, actually, there's quite a lot of room left on all the old floppy disks. You're going to stick uh, like Sim City on there as well or something. Kilobytes. Yeah, I might just, you know, yeah, show a few... <laughs> Games or something. So, um, so yeah, technically, it's smaller than like a, a quite like, like a two-page word file. <laughs> kilobytes <laughs> makes up my personality. Apparently, well, I mean that's good, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's good. very, no, it's good. It's very yeah. binary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, nice so, and rationalised. Don't want confusing, nuanced. Do you? No, don't want nuance. That's yeah. that's tedious. Gone now. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's um, that's Just a parrot. An ugly word somewhere else. <laughs> so uh uh what's the, what's the process like um do they plug anything into your head or is it simply a kind of questionnaire that you fill in like one of those ones that tells you which smurf you are well you know that that mad scientist i'm always hanging around with chris billy you know yeah the one the, the one who's <laughs> collecting plutonium billy, from lipid terrorists billy the drink yeah billy the drink right some, some, you know, some would say mad alcoholic, but yeah, fair enough. No, mm. I, I think you know, eccentric genius, in my opinion. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's invented a way to uh, so he just sort of involves a lot of electrodes in in places where you don't necessarily want to have things stuck. And um, all right, so, so, they're, they're, so they're not the, the anus then. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no that's that's the so, primary place you want things stuck. Well, you'd think you know that would be the sort of seat of emotion, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would have thought so. I often cry when I'm on the toilet. Yeah, Don't exactly. you? <laughs> Depends what you've been eating the night before. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what, does he plug that into his um, into his Atari ST or something? Yeah, plug with it into his real, With his reel-to-reel attached? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then just, yeah. So, well, you want, because you want to get a bit of wow and flutter in the sort of, the personality as well. You don't want to get it, don't want to have too accurate a facsimile. No, is it true that... That's more um, interesting. Is it true that he's filling in some of the gaps uh, in your personality with code from the hit computer game Let's Just Sweet Larry? Well, I mean, it was it, 
they found that was probably the closest match anyway. So that's <laughs> it's, it's kind of it was eighty five percent there. Yeah. So just so yeah, just where, where it's not downloaded properly, just whacking a bit of Leisure Suite Larry. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's kind of like you know how you do an MP three. Is that why you're no. currently in a hot tub? Yeah, so maybe. Is, is that some feedback coming back from the Spanish fly in my, <laughs> in my top pocket of my legislature? <laughs> I never played the original of those games. It wasn't particularly I don't think funny. I played any of them. It wasn't particularly good. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Point and click, wasn't it? Yeah. The first one, actually, no, it was um, it was text. First person shooter. It's, but yeah, very violent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, on a storm these days, the Proud Boys would be all over that. Well, no, didn't Leisure Speak Larry uh, masturbate? Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so he's oh, actually... Yeah. Oh, they'd be furious. Absolutely. He's done by enemy. Captain America shield or polish your logo or something. <laughs> <laughs> Looking angrily in the mirror. Yeah, put an elastic band around your testicles. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Vikings doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what go, and, go, and, go and fire a gun in the air. Yeah. Or go yeah. fire too. All healthy. Healthy, healthy yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I mean that's that's good. I'm gonna wait and see how it turns out for you. Um, but I wouldn't yeah. mind a bit of immortality. So, so I've got to gotta to talk to you about what you're wearing though, Chris. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. Don't mind if I do, sir. Double denim? Double, double acid wash tie-dyed denim, really? Well, I've got a acid wash denim vest on, as you can see, with a tie-dyed denim T-shirt and uh, tie-dye and acid wash uh, white denim jeans. I think it's quite a smart look. Pair of denim sandals, acid washed, denim socks, denim thong. You look like you're satirising brass. I'm not sure. Is this like an 80s look or a 60s look? I think it's a look for all seasons, to be honest. Um, I mean, I love the tie-dye factor, you know, because it's got all the different colours and, you know, wheels within wheels. I think it's good. I think it's uh, I think it's a hit look for, the, for a new generation. Yeah, it's going to come back in style. It's already in style, Neil. Look, I'm wearing it. <laughs> With my little brass buttons. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met Wavy Gravy? Have I ever met Wavy Gravy? Yeah. You've not heard of Wavy Gravy? No, what's this? He, he was a good guy, he was a big guitar. I think he was, I'm not into, well, he, actually, he's just one of those people who's famous for just, it's a bit like, you know, you've heard The Grateful Dead? Yeah. So I'd imagine, and I don't know here, so somebody will probably correct me, but... Um, no, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> Give a shit about any of this. Um, he's, I'd imagine he'd be like the best, like the version of oh, right. Bez from them. But like, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't on stage and really, really affiliated. But he hung out a lot, like grateful. I'd imagine mm. he's just somebody who's famous for wearing a lot of tie dyed t shirts and smoking weed. Um, yeah, I don't know. He sounds all right. Yeah, he's just supposed to be quite a friendly guy. I don't oh. know, he's like a poet or something. But he just like went to a lot of grateful dead gigs and was a bit of a scene around San Francisco in the sixties. I understand it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I've used his name and just realised I don't really know anything about him. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, <laughs> as so often I invoke something and then apart, <laughs> immediately trying to remember what would you, I've vaguely um, heard about. Would you like some uh, Mr. T news? Of course I'd like some Mr. T news. Because I knew, I knew with Mr. T that he'd stopped wearing his gold because he went to go and help out after Hurricane Katrina and he saw people's lives had been destroyed and was like, it's not, I can't wear jewellery and stuff. Like, it was Yeah, I mean, for, it's, and it's also he's, very, he's very religious. Yeah. But do you know how he got all the golds? 
Well, I've heard, well, I, I may have heard this wrong, but wasn't he a bouncer and then he would confiscate it or something? No, he wouldn't confiscate it. He would fight like it was lost and found stuff. And basically oh, okay. he would wear it because then people come up and go, oh, that was mine. I was in here the other night. And he'd go, yeah, fair enough. But loads of people obviously didn't come back and he just ended up getting this massive collection of jewellery. I'm massively surprised people didn't just go, yeah, no, that was that one was mine. I imagine that he probably had some kind of checklist they had to go through, but also, to be honest, that he's he, although he's a very nice person, they didn't know that, and he's probably quite an intimidating character to yeah, go up to and go, go I'll have, that's mine, I'll have it back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so he didn't mm. actually buy it. It was um, possessions nine tenths of the law kind of thing. Should have handed it into a police station, really, if he was that uh, nice. Yeah. You know, Do you know what I mean? Then if, the, if no one collects it within 90 days, then you can uh, petition the court or something to have it hand over to you. Like, you know, if you find money, you're meant to hand it in. Yeah, well, I think I think if you found a significant amount, you probably would, because you don't know. It's, I did probably... when I was a kid. When I was yeah. a kid, I found a wallet with about 600 quid in it, and... Um, they had like the guys addressing yeah. and stuff. So, because this was before the internet, and I managed to get hold of him. And um, he turned up and I went, Oh, there you go. He went, Cheers, and just went off. Didn't give me like a tenner or anything for being honest. Mm. You know, you kind of well, choose its own rewards. Yeah. They but, say, Chris. But, you know, obviously. No, it would have been nice to at least give you some recognition. But yeah, yeah, well, learn that lesson the hard way. You know, you'd be happy. You wouldn't even give back the wallet now, would you? No, I'd look at his address and go, he's got a bit of money, and I'd go in and do um, yeah. do an aggravated robbery. <laughs> <laughs> Very much like funny games, but more harrowing. Yeah, much more harrowing. <laughs> You're paying for the man who didn't give me a little reward for giving him 600 quid back. And that's when that was a lot of money, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing these days, is What it? get you now? Pint of milk? Inflation going through the roof. I don't exactly. know. Maybe get some mints as well. Get some mints, yeah. Pound ain't worth nothing these days. No. I don't, I, it was like when we when I was in Turkey and because they've got hyperinflation, coins mean nothing there. They just disappear in your hand like mist. I think we're, we're heading that way with, uh, you know, Captain Truss set to uh, take over the roads. Be good. The, the Be Starship good. Britannia falling over the cliff. <laughs> Going straight into a black hole. <laughs> straight into a fucking black hole. This is the right direction. I'm confident. Let's go. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about politics. It's not really uh, Not today. Um, so, Neil, I believe today um, we're looking at a character from the America. Yeah, Guatemala, specifically. So, oh, I Central believe it's, America. Um, yeah, from around a similar, C- similar C- region C- where C- Lola Play- came from. CIA playgrounds, Guatemala. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll we'll leave the CIA ones for another week. Yeah, so I was just going to start out by because I'm going to I think I'm going to take the story from a a chap called J M Plumby's blog. Plumby, um, so J M Plumbly, Plumbly, J M Plumbly. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it does sound like a kind of like um, G K Chesterton character. But anyway, um, so he's he's written a little monster blog and uh, oh. so, a description rather than just as what we usually do is just don't, read out the Wikipedia summary. Don't patronise him. Yeah, got a little monster blog. Yeah, it's it's I've only read this story, but I thought it was quite well written. So I thought I'd just, you know, introduce him a little bit. So, uh, you know, yeah, look him up. That's what he says in his his blog. If you like monsters and you like reading, 
If you're as bored as I am with well-worn horror anthology, looking at you, vampires and werewolves, this is the book for you. Each post covers a creature haunting your place you have or have not heard of. The weirder, the better. Um, 81 different monsters since 2015, Chris. So there you go. It's not very impressive. Well, no, but I might rip off a few of these. (laughs) It's a useful resource for us. (laughs) Hey, he's done the work. Yeah. We'll... um... We'll punch, we'll, we'll punch it up a bit. Yeah, or in an invisible fashion. Um, <laughs> but at least reading it out and then commenting on. Um, yeah, so um, so that's good. We'll, we'll skip around as per, you know, a few other places, but I think this this was a, a you know, probably one of the more reasonable summaries of, uh, of the legend. Um, and what's the legend called? So this is uh, El Sombreron. El Sombreron, the, yeah. uh, the uh, Spanish-speaking... Uh, Mexican hat transformer. Probably, yeah. I've not <laughs> kept up with those transformer movies. Almost certainly there is something, yeah. Maybe uh, there'd be an El Sombrero on or a... Um, we're stuck in the... El de- Ta- El Ta- along with El Taco. And, uh, <laughs> we're stuck in the desert, Optimus. We're not going to survive. Look, it's El Sombrero. <laughs> ah, shade. Hey, hey, hey. I'm a talking hat that you can wear, Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, strong with this one. I just don't I mean, start on the Transformer movies. Sort of a crap, any it? it was crap, anyway. It was a toy advert, but oh god. Anyway, yeah, I they were expensive, so the only sort of Transformers I ever got were from like car, like secondhand shops yeah, and yeah. car boot sales. Normally a bit broken. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But it's kind of like. um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not like a valley part of my childhood or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know what I, was, I don't know what I'm expecting from Michael Bay and Transformers, but there you go. Yeah. There you go. I just, it's just amazing to me that even three hour film out of these things. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Okay, so let's move on to his story then. So, one of the most interesting things about monster stories is what they can teach you about life. The legend of El Sombrero is no exception. Oh. There you go. You're going to learn something today, Chris. That's good. I need a bit of learning. Yeah. Need a bit of book smarts. I need a bit of education. Yeah. Education. Ooh. That's what, I, that's, what I get, that's what I get from the chans. Is it? <laughs> yeah, education. Probably dialed down your challenge, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> just because I've, I've become an incel, what's your problem? Yeah. I'm, I'm genetically inferior. I'm trying to get hold of a gun. Um, why did you get that Pepe the Frog tattooed on your forehead? To own the lips, wasn't it? Yeah, to own the lips because he's hilarious. Yeah. And I got, and I ironically got Maga tattooed on my chin. <laughs> and I, I and also ironically a Q, but over my eye, like her oh. monocle. Yeah, super irony, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was the what's that guy with the was it the Q on Shaman or something, and he's kind of like. Finally, sort of woken up and realised it was all bullshit. I can't remember it's something. Oh, was this a guy who just wore a furry hat and yeah. attacked the capital? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't really a shaman. He just wore a furry hat. Like, yeah, <laughs> stupid hat. Yeah, talking of stupid hats. Um, mm. The Guatemalan bogeyman appears in tales, but wait, no, he's not be. I'd say he's not a very nice character. It turns out in the end. Oh dear. Um, appears in tales spanning much of the country's history and remains important even now. 
Though he used to appear more frequently, these days he comes chiefly on nights with a full moon, such as the night that he's posting this. Mm -hmm. Look out your window, dear reader, and then shut it tight. Does he assume that people read stuff as he writes it? Apparently he thinks all this is happening in real time. <laughs> he's just adding a, he's adding a bit of flavour now. I think that's good. A bit of colour yeah. to his... Uh, to his as long as he doesn't start telling me what big Louis never met were thinking at a particular time, then I'm fine with it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, My bugbear of writers. Oh, yeah, it's not like we take any liberties with the stories, is it? Um, Absolutely though, not. Though he might announce his presence with dark... Bane dogs or the jingling of spurs on his black boots. Ooh. El Sombreron can also appear without warning from out of a shadow. Some say he's preceded by a swift, cold breeze. Mm. But his most distinctive features are his eponymous hat, so wide it obscures his face. Like his short stature. Yeah, like Orko. He's basically Orko. Less, less of an annoying, stupid voice. Though. Well, he's, he well, we don't know yet. actually, because he's got quite a short stature, yep. apparently. Comes he's got a massive shadows. hat. There's nothing about a screechy, annoying voice. So, so far. So far, so on Orko, but we don't know. Orko um, very famously um, kept dogs for dog fighting. So, I mean, that, that could, match true, up, yeah. could match up with... I mean, you wouldn't know that unless you read the comics. But, and yeah, there was Orko, a one, for the, one for the ladies. He-Man... <laughs> He-Man. Well, let's face it, He-Man wasn't too bothered about that, was he? No, He-Man turned a blind eye. Sort of. He was like, well... Because He-Man was into bear baiting, of be course. Orko. Being yeah. um being a sort of space medieval prince. Well, he had so many steroids going on. He didn't know what. He had no interest in anything else. Did he? Just flexing, get bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's, it's just, all, it's just water. You just put water in the muscle. Talking a shit um, toy selling cartoon mm. from the eighties. You buy more toys, have you? No, I can't. I can't imagine that. It's like you know, we know you get now people who are sort of like in their forties or something, and they'll just go and relive their childhood by buying mm. stuff when they were a kid on eBay. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I think that's 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 the thing. Once you started that, that would be yeah. You've crossed a path, and there's there's no. Yeah, I'm back. not really. Um, I'm not really a collector of things. No, apart from sort of you know bad memories. But for me, that kind of behaviour is just a very elaborate suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but fair stages, enough. If people but, like it. People like it. No, but, yeah. If you look, if you enjoy, yeah, do. But I'm not really, yeah, I'm not, not really enjoy collecting stuff. I was trying to think about collecting. Like, should I collect something? Like, would that give my life more meaning? And I thought, no, nah, it's just having more stuff in it. I want more it stuff just reminds it. me of. Um, do you know Charlie Brooker did um, you, you know, TV Go Home and all that back in the day? Yeah. And he had a site called Innovations as well. Right. Um, and it was like, did you, did you remember the Innovations catalogue? So yeah. You used to have this thing, they used to come in with papers and it'd just be just full of all of this absolute gadgets shite. Gadgets and stuff, yeah. yeah. Really stupid gadgets that are like overpriced. And then there's one of them and it was like, it was just kind of like a collection of Gary's. And it was just like, <laughs> and Gary, and things like, they cost 50 pounds a piece. There's absolutely no way we can justify the markup, but you need something in your life. So like, of Gary, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it really took the tone of this. You know, you'll see them still on the back of some of the Sunday newspapers. Some of the yeah, like the, um, <clears throat> like the Bunnykins collection, which I'm obsessed by. Yeah, or some, you know, really realistic-looking porcelain child. <laughs> and this, again, that bespeaks some sort of tragedy. I mean, uh, oh, if you if you like collecting those, then I'm so sorry. It's just, yeah, or collecting coins. 
I guess. I mean, it could be interesting. I think the thing like is... Stamps and coins to an extent, like, I don't know. Like they've got like some they're compact value. and you could flog them off, couldn't you? Yeah. But when you're paying like 600 quid for a porcelain child, it's like... I mean, <laughs> it's a short... I imagine it's quite a short where you're going to start. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, you start well, wheeling it around in a pram and stuff, aren't you? I don't know. I just feel like... Porcelain pram. Yeah. For your porcelain town. Yeah. Which you've set up in a field somewhere. Oh, that sounds like. Do you, I don't, I'm not seeing it, but there's a movie called Marwan. There was that guy who got attacked or something and then set up like a whole town full of people, like little dull people. No, never yeah. heard of it. Yeah. It's, it was a real life person, but I can't remember. It was like I was somewhere trying to cope with trauma. Anyway. Right. I shan't get into it because I'll get myself in trouble. Um, <clears throat> Dumb opinions. Right, okay, anyway, we're talking about El Sombrero and stuff, trying to keep them vaguely on track. Um, so I think he's just emerged from a full moon, hasn't he, at the moment? Um, yeah, it can be preceded by a swift cold breeze. Yeah. Where's a big hat? Yeah. Not Orko, as far as we know, but it might be. I don't remember Orko ever playing guitar, so this, this guy does. Oh, does he? He sounds yeah. quite cool. Well, he does at the moment, yeah. He's got, got quite a good vibe going on, I think. Got his spurs on. Got a couple of dogs, guitar, yeah. nice big like hat. shoes, yeah. It's a bit like um, Raylan Givens at the moment, but short. And with less anger issues, yeah. <laughs> New series of that coming out soon. I'm hearing that, yeah, I'm all about that. I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. Um, I presume it went out Boyd Crowder coming back. There's not much point revisiting that story, but mind you, I'll always, I'm up for a helping of, uh, what's his face? Waylon Goggins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's brilliant. I mean, like, you know, I mean, they're all, all great and that, to be fair. But, uh, although Nick Cersei apparently turns out a right maga prick, you know, the guy who played his boss. All right. Yeah, he was another one who was just aiming over libs online and whatnot. But, um, yeah, good actor, though. He was good, you know, enjoyed him in yep. the series. So, whatever. You think what you like. Um, anyway, so, like many monsters, he dresses all up in black and speaks to no one. Invisible. We're well, turning into a poltergeist here. I quite, fan- I quite fancy him. Is that wrong? Well, what you wait, you wait until he starts doing some charming stuff. Because the moment he's, just, <laughs> he's knocking over cups, candles, sending horses galloping through the streets, it's like Mister Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Lesmond. Chaos. Just coming in, knocking over cups. And he never knocked over Nolly, did he? Hmm? Why not? He never knocked over Noel Edmonds. Ah, uh, he's very litigious. Well, why couldn't he accidentally knock him into a blender? Yeah, <laughs> higher place. Thank, thank God we've moved on from Noel Edmonds. Yeah, he's um he's over in New Zealand, isn't he? Has he gone to New Zealand? Yeah, because he used his money to get one of those New Zealand compounds, like all the tech billionaires, and he's doing radio over there now. Has he sealed himself up with a load of guns, like in that Brass Eye episode? <laughs> I think it's because <laughs> someone's head over the gates or something, whatever that was. It sounds sounds a bit like that. Um, I, I I think he'd be he probably you know. I'm not saying he he would do this or has done this, but yeah. I could imagine him becoming like a cult leader or something like that, and the cult yeah. would just be about worshiping him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's a cult of one at the moment, but you know. Well, I mean, he kind of get the numbers up. I'm sure he kind of. <laughs> He's given the impression that he kind of feels that way because he was sort of the king of live TV in the UK for about 15, 20 years, like from the early 80s to like the mid-90s. And he kind of would just rule the roost and go, I'm Noel Edmund, this is what we're doing, kind of thing, rather than... Yeah. 
Yeah. And had a very successful career as a DJ before that. So, you know, you've been mm. Drum, Jungle. Yeah. Jungle DJ, wasn't he? Yes, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, massive, really massive tunes. Yeah, you big. Know, unbelievable energy. Yeah, not drum and bass, that came later. No. <laughs> that's, well, that's very derivative of, uh, you know. Yeah, jungler smash-ups. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, my time to be alive. Uh, okay, so, yeah, he's, um, yeah, knocking stuff over, blah, blah, blah. He braids horses and dogs' hair so delicately that the patterns have to be left forever or cut out. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, um, beneath the white light of the moon, he runs from town to town, accompanied by mules, dogs, and a cart full of coal. Nice. Not sure. Not sure what the coal's for, but there you go. Fair enough. Or fires. Well, yeah, you might get cold, might they? Um, does he sound more like an average poltergeist than a serious problem? For some families, he is. Others, however, will be unlucky enough to find his mules hitched outside of their home. These are the families with long-haired, beautiful daughters, and this is where the trouble really begins. So he's got oh. a tired Chris. Long, head, long hair and big eyes. And, and beauty. beauty, yeah. yeah. It's very unusual in that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought weird. <laughs> I, like his, I like his, um, his calling cards of, hey, I quite fancy your daughter, right. I'm going to hitch up my mules out here just so you know, <laughs> just so you know I'm into her. No wagon at all. Um do you want some cold for your daughter? So he's going to pull up, pull mm. out his silver guitar, mm. walk up under the window and begin to sing in a voice only she can hear. Woe betide, she who responds to his charms. The legends vary on what exactly seals her fate, whether it's hearing his song, looking at him, or letting him braid her hair. He's very much into hair braiding, isn't he? He's very into the hair braiding thing, yeah. yeah. I just want to say I'm very proud of you because your hair's very long at the moment. Um, and I'm proud of you for not getting cornrows because I know that you were thinking about it, but then you read all the stuff about it being cultural appropriation, so decided against it. And I'm proud of you for making that choice. Yeah, well, it looks so good on Will Ferrell, but um, you know, I resisted somehow. In that whatever hilarious comedy, he was get hard. I think. Yeah. Yeah. God, that. I've not. It's, it's one of those ones you can tell the hype. I did. I watched it in the end because I thought, you know what? I want to see how bad I hate, it is. I hate myself. <laughs> I want to see how bad, and it is very, very. You just know it's going. Yeah, it's a weird thing with Will Ferrell because he can do really good stuff, but I mean, he will do some real shit for a paycheck. Even the right script and director, he's great, but yeah, he will just do any old shit, mm. as you say. Just. I think he's done more bad, like like a fair amount more bad films than oh, good. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, he's you know his name is not a signifier of quality. When you get someone like Bill Murray, you'd be like, oh, this is probably going to be quite interesting. You know, I may or may not like it, but it's probably going to be something that's you know, yeah, worth watching or sort of whatever. But uh, you know, a few people like that. But uh, yeah, and there's quite a few who are just starring in the old fucking tut. Yeah, fair enough. You know, yes. join himself paying the bills. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that the film Get Hard wouldn't get made now, even though it's fairly recent. <laughs> I would hope. But who knows? Who knows? You know, are, we can't... Are you cancelling Get Hard, Chris? Is that what you're doing? I'm cancelling the film Get Hard. I'm doing platforming it. Uh, no, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to have a word in a shell, like, but yeah. um, I'd, I'm not I'm not deplatforming Will Ferrell. I think that he's got the potential to do some other good stuff, but I think that maybe... I don't know, like, how many houses do you need? I mean... <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and I would, but then I would also question Kevin Hart as well for making the film. So that's true. Could be worse. Could have been Black Knight. What's that? That's the one where oh, I can't remember the chap's name now. Um, who's the guy? Who's the um, the one that's not Will Smith in Bad Boys? Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I think it's Martin Lawrence comedy where he. It's a bit like you know, um, uh, King. Yeah, sort of thing. Uh, yeah he, he basically goes back in time into the medieval era and becomes um, a knight. A knight, and then fights and, and, and has wacky hijinks. Is there loads of jokes about him being African American? I think he's more um, laughing at the uptight honkies. Oh, okay, well that's well. Do you yeah. know what? Fair enough. You know, punching up in it really. It's a, it's, it's a fuck honkies. That's what I say. It's a poor quality comedy, though, um, as you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't um, remember. Honkies need to take you down a peg or two. It's one of those ones where, um, yeah, you kind of like, I think it's about an hour and a half, you're out, and it just went in one ear and out the other. It really wasn't. Right. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I'm not quite sure why I watched it, but there you go. There you go. <laughs> a bit like you're watching Get Hard, I suppose. Um, we all make mistakes. Well, you know. Sometimes you need to wade into the shit just to remind yourself how good good things are. Yeah, you've got to sort of recalibrate the base, like, you, like, you, you know. you've got to you've got to wade into what 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 is mainstream to realise <laughs> to realise where people's heads are at. Well, it's just, well that's the thing of these days, isn't it? Because it's just like um, you're not going to get a good thing on the pulse of culture by reading on anarchism by Noam Chomsky. Do you know what I mean? It's a good book, but you do need to have both sides, both sides oh, yeah, of things. You know. You're, you know, you've got to calibrate that with sort of a Tucker Max blog or something. I don't know. I don't know who the equivalent these days would be. So right, we're getting, off, things, we're getting off topic. Oh, we were off to, about five hours ago, <laughs> we went off topic. We've only got to put out his guitar at the moment. Anyway, so he's, he's, he sings a song, braid hair, etc. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Don't want to get enamoured of him or the talk's nah. going to begin. So the braids won't come out for a start, Chris. Mm, so then, I mean, not too bad. Can you not just cut them out? Well, hang on a minute, we'll come to that. Bits of dirt and, <laughs> as, as in so many of these things, the obvious answer people don't seem to get to. Bits of dirt and rock appear in her food, discouraging the already heartsick women from eating at all. Right. She throws soil onto her plate, apparently. <laughs> a bit of a dick Re- move, isn't it? Yeah, replace her chops with pebbles. Yeah. He likes some skinny, doesn't he? He's a bit of he's, he's sort of um, he's quite toxic. Quite yeah, a toxic he's, he's the opposite of a feeder, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, um, a denier. She won't sleep, won't think of anything but him, and then he'll visit her less, but she'll want him more. Well, and he's negging, her, negging, yeah. toasting her. He's gaslighting her. He's in all the. Oh look! Oh, you you look so thin. Oh, what? You don't like eating mud? Yeah. Oh, you're too thin now. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm interested. Got things to do, got places to be, got coals to haul around. Yeah, Can't be tied down to this back I've got, village. I've got, I've, got, I've got mules to go and stick yeah. outside people's houses. Braid their hair. Yeah, I've, got, I've, got to, I've got animal hair to braid. I'm a busy man. So she'll then descend into madness and will die of a broken heart. Yeah. And then apparently, like, this isn't in all the other versions, but apparently he'll abduct her soul to stay with him forever. Yeah, okay. nice, isn't it? That's not um, too bad. Although in some versions of Legends, he seems upset that he kills his beloved and will visit on occasion to cry at her grave. Other right, times, but... he moves on to the next house. Yeah. 
Now, there is one tale in which the woman escaped the devil's lust entirely. And the story is repeated often. So uh, he once targeted a young Susanna on La Recollection, a cobblestone mission in the mountains of Guatemala. Alarmed at her declining health and strange signs in her home, her parents took her to be blessed by a priest and cut her hair as short as it would go. And the Sinead O'Connor. Yep. And uh, he got bored after that. And moved on. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, God, you haven't even got anything to braid. Big guys right. ain't doing it for else on prayer, he said, and got his I'm meal. moving on. Yeah. Taking my coal elsewhere. So he's got an interesting theory here that isn't in the other sort of um, uh, representation of the story. So, you know, where he came from. So there's a story about a Mayan family who sought to correct their errant son's behaviour with the help of a brujo, or medicine man. The brujo told them to make as big of a hat as possible. So, you know, if your kid's unruly, yeah. just give him, a, give him a massive hat. I'll sort him out. That they can't run around then. So they did, and he infused it with magic. Who did? The, the brujo. Brujo. Yeah. brujo, or however you pronounce it. Um, they left the hat in the house, though, and awoke one night to find their son struggling under it. They couldn't take the hat off. <clears throat> and then all the, all the townspeople started taking the piss out of him. I'm, I mean, I'm paraphrasing the blog now, though, obviously. Um, oh, nice hat, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll grow into it one day. It's sweet. And only grew no taller as he aged, but he did grow more frightening. Using the magic from the hat, he learned to turn invisible, scale walls, and walk across ceilings, causing even more mischief than before. Was it a radioactive hat? Possibly. It was, you know, <laughs> sentient hat. So the hat... It's a good origin story, isn't it? It's not bad. I mean, I've heard worse, it's to be worse, honest. It's yeah. worse, isn't it? A radioactive it. spider. Yeah, a magic hat. Yeah. It's basically well, Moon Knight, isn't it? It's good. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, so it doesn't, doesn't mention anything, but you can imagine him uh, reaching a certain age deciding to use magic to get what he wants. Yeah. Um, we all do that. That's apparently. Why, why I'm, you know, still spending half my wages on gifts for Robert the Doll. Yes. How's that working out for you? Um, slow. Yeah. At the moment, not. I mean, I'm not seeing any immediate returns. But, but, ha- but having invested all of that money, you wouldn't want to lose it, would you? So probably wise to invest. Even double more. down. Yeah. Yeah. Like double down. That's why your cryptocurrency strategy is still. <laughs> yeah. Just diving into us. Exactly. Exactly. Think about pyramid selling, Chris. You just got to have the will to make more people below you believe in the bullshit, and then you know, then you'll. You'll reap the dividends. Well, and as we know, I'm uh, incredibly wily when it comes to uh, tricking people into believing in nonsense. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm always going to, as, as we said, all um, t- high tide rises, raises all ships. That's what I tell them. Yeah. So if I'm doing well, you're doing well. well unfortunately, even, even Elon Musk has got out of the... Uh, cryptocurrency game these days yeah nice to see that his dad's married his uh his stepdaughter yeah it's good isn't it nice family it's it's something (laughs) i'm not sure good is what it is but it's something it's good family i didn't i didn't really like i just kind of like saw the headline and just rubbed my eyes back in my fucking skull and went makes sense yeah sounds about right yeah good to yeah good to see um earth's one true champion 
Um, Saviour of the human race. Saviour of the human race managed to uh, lose half of the money he invested in cryptocurrency because somehow, despite being the world's greatest genius, he couldn't see that that's exactly what was going to happen with cryptocurrency. (laughs) Whereas whereas two hobos like us (laughs) could see that in my life. Well, yeah, but we the thing is, he reinvested, he, he, he reinvested it in lazy apes. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> be paying off any day now. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Fucking frick. I mean, the thing is, I mean, he probably just still made a bit of money out of it. But the thing is, because he can effectively kind of like game the market by making his pronouncements and all these idiots then buy into it. Yeah, but he if, he's, could, if he'd sold at the high, yeah. he'd have an almost grudging respect for him. Well, not for respect, but you know, no, you but, it, see, but you it see would, the. But it would make sense, yeah, yeah. because you you big something up, then all your fan boys yeah, buy it. pumping stocks, yeah, yeah, and then you stock. and then you yeah you artificially inflate the market, get them all to buy it. Stock goes up, sell it, crashes, they lose their money. Fuck them. Yeah. I'm Elon Musk, but um, no, not even that clever. There we go. Um, yeah, and apparently the opposition with long hair and braids could suggest mine origin. Mm. Um, or main origin um, as well. Okay. So uh, yeah, so it could, you know could could come from uh, from main origins. So there you go. But you know, interesting thought and one that's more colourful than simple explanations. Tarsum is a devil or a goblin. I know people in Peru wear, um, or people in the Andes wear those big hats, but Guatemala's much further north, isn't it? So I wonder what kind of hat he's wearing. Yeah, I don't know. I know I've been to Colombia and they've got some, it's not like a huge hat, but they, I mean, they all have some sort of kind of, there's quite hat. a lot of tradition of some straw hat, yeah, sort of yeah. all woven hat, but um, I'm obviously a large brim, it's just going to keep the sun out of your eyes and, uh, you know, keep you a bit cooler. So there's a lot of, a lot of them have those kind of traditional, traditional things. Um, and yeah, so <coughs> it sounds like as well that there's, you know, the idea of this this legend this it's it's almost like a bit of a kind of Grimm's fairy tale. Oh, I think it's... unsurprisingly, mm. because it's right next to it, the kind of traditional Guatemalan hat is like a Panama hat. Oh, okay, yeah, which makes sense because it's next to Panama. Yeah, so it's that kind of thing. So pretty cool. Yeah, quite a lot of them look like that. It's, it's going to say it's that kind of peak and then a wide mm. brim. And the Colombian one recently really interesting is there's just like a circular pattern, so it's like. Um, these different kind of coloured strips of straw. It's a, shame it's a shame it wasn't a really massive top hat or a bowler hat. That would have been nice, wouldn't bowler it? Bowler hat would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Bowler hat, of course, is British. Or Actually, apparently, most cowboys wore bowler hats. Well, they call them derby hats, don't they, in America? Yeah. Well, because originally it was for horse riders. They like All of those kind of like um, servants and whatnot used to wear, used to have to wear top hats, but then they'd get them like, you know, they'd brain themselves on trees. So the idea was it was much more compact against the skull and then it's quite hard as well so it gives some protection right well that that might be slightly different because people have been wearing bowler hats in the in sort of london for centuries haven't they but not anymore obviously but oh yeah i mean it was kind of like i mean that was that cliched um idea of the civil servant or the office oh. the office worker who'd wear a bowler hat but yeah no the, the, the origins of it actually come from as i say it was somebody who was like riding around well they because pit riders, because top hats were too cool, you know, you yeah, branches yeah. or whatever, knock them over. So a bowler hat was just much more practical. It was like, you know, generally like practical workwear back in the day. Yeah. And then, well, apparently, mate, like 
in the Wild West, most most of those people would have been wearing rather than sort of stets, tangled hats on that. They yeah. would have been wearing bowler hats, apparently, because it's quite practical. Well, yeah, horse. and it's more aerodynamic. Like a Stetson yeah. would just fly off if your horse is riding fast, you would yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Correcting hat myths. Um, Nobody 24-7 I mean let's face it pretty much everything about the world best is made up Um, I mean fuck like me there's far more yeah let's not get into the the depressing fact that the the west is a lot wilder these days thanks to the accumulation of all the assault rifles and god knows what else yeah Um, Doc Holliday would disapprove vehemently of some of the shenanigans going on yeah but he wasn't even a real doctor that's true. His yeah, name it's was like just Doc. Game, it? Yeah. Um, it's because he, like, he um, really liked using Doc Lees if he got stung by nettles. Well, he wouldn't. Exactly. He invented it's nature's that. remedy, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, he had so much to teach us. Yeah, Funny <laughs> we'd listen to, to his ways. So according to Wikipedia, culturally, the legend advises teenage girls to preserve the collective values of a society. That's quite a confusing metaphor for me. Well, um, don't don't fall in love with some big-hatted Lothario with a silver guitar. Just, yeah. you know, and his beautifully, beautifully braided, tailed mules and big stack of coal. It's like what well, that's what teenage girls are into. Well, you big know. Big stacks yeah. of coal. Rock it up with a silver guitar and a wagon full of coal. And <laughs> anyone's going to turn well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit faint now. I'm done, done. <laughs> I'm very bad. I had to mute my microphone earlier. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, they left the video on. Yeah. We'll, we'll oh. publish that when we're really done. Oh, I see it. <laughs> what, on your OnlyFans? Yeah. <laughs> I have got, you know, 20. 20 20,000 dollars. Um, yeah, so J.M. Plumley sort of, I think, has a bit of a take on it. So the takeaways of the horror stories are clear. Follow your parents' orders and don't engage with strange men. Um, and it can also teach a little bit how dangerous passion can be. If you're so oh. obsessed with something or something that you find yourself overlooking rocks in your food, it might be time to dull things back a little. Oh, yeah. Now, we all know that heroin's lovely and Moorish. But... <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, there's plenty of good drugs growing around Central America. Just get into that. You know, then you don't want to eat the rocks. You just want more delicious heroin or cocaine. So that's pretty much the story of uh, El Sombrero. He's a has he, um, cheeky has, little fella. Has he appeared in any... Let's have a look. On what I haven't seen, so there's not too many references. I mean, I've not seen him in an episode of Supernatural, which is always my no. benchmark for good times. Um, so in 1950, El Sombrero became the subject of an eponymous film. Yeah, he was in one film in Guatemala. Uh, one of the one first, first films shot in Guatemala. But apart from that, it doesn't seem to be, strangely, because mm. I think he's quite a, quite a good character. Well, he's got a real, like, Zorro vibe going on. Yeah. You know. I mean, if you can make Puss in Boots into a fucking franchise character, I think El Sombrero could definitely do something. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it doesn't seem to have been... I mean, you, as a character, it doesn't seem to have been used very, very you, much. Very much I think he's got quite a good... Um, he's got quite a good sort of set of things going on. You know, he's got his quirky little things like his basket full of cut or his, 
in a wang full of coal on his meals, his weird yeah. braiding fetish. Yeah. Yeah. Don't keep Shane. Likes feet. <laughs> oh, is that Quentin Tarantino? I always get mixed up. El Sombrero and Quentin Tarantino. It's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, then. Uh, shall we go through our... Open the schools and doors? Yeah. So, Neil, uh, spookiness. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of spooky. Um, you know, the idea that, you, you know, you become obsessed with this thing and... Um, you know, you're no longer eating and it's, you know, he's destined to disappoint you, basically. Even if, even if in some versions, it's kind of like, you know, he might be upset at himself having caused the, the death. Um, you know, you'll sort of, he'll end up sort of letting you down and you'll pine away. And, uh, you know, you can imagine that'd be quite, it'd be quite distressing if you're the parents or whatever. Or, you know, the, the, the idea of uh, you know, somebody coming along, especially in those sort of time periods and, yeah, ruining someone's life. Um, yeah, it's not, I and mean, it's not kind of like, you know, werewolf spooky but it's kind of like a different kind of spookiness mm. so I'm going to give this one a six six do you think that uh, El Sobreron could be an allegory for uh, drugs you know well, like I mean, a, a just say no character he could, I mean Nancy Reagan could certainly turn into that yeah it's a bit like well because um, there's a good uh, Abel Ferreira film from the 90s I think it was called The Addiction where they do vampirism as a as a metaphor for drug, yeah, for like heroin use. So yeah, could, you know, I think you, could, you could turn it into that kind of thing. It's a bit sledgehammer metaphor, though, isn't it? Um, pretty much. It's so, a film, though. Christopher Walken, isn't it? Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, the fact that he, I mean, he can appear in different ways. You know, either dogs kind of turn up and you're like, oh, he's coming. Or he just ties a load of beautifully braided mules outside your house, or can just pop out the shadows. So that would be quite spooky if he just popped out the shadows. Um, yeah, and uh, it's kind of got that mind control thing going on, hasn't he? Mm. And, um, you know, and it's two uh, sort of young young ladies. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, his, his, means of, his means of killing isn't, isn't spooky. I mean, it's kind of it's like heartbreak and stuff. I mean, it's very teenage. Yeah, like pine away. Yeah, it's a bit. I mean, it's a bit twilight. Yeah, you could do a twilight thing about this guy. I reckon. Um, he could be but, glittery. But yeah, he. Um, it's. Fair. I'm going to give it a five now. I'm going to go half marks. So uh, believability. <laughs> so it falls down a little bit on believability. Um, but uh, so let's see what he's looking at. Does this person, this El Sombrero, the hat transformer, does he exist? Probably not. But I think that it is kind of a metaphor for to, to kind of warn young women about kind of so you know your first love and it's like all consuming and you know some some charming, superficially kind of, charming, but superficially shallow. Yeah, person coming yeah. along. So, I mean, that's believable and that's a good lesson to learn, I think. It's like, you know, when people cry when a boy band breaks up or something. It's like, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, you, you wet buckets when uh, E17 Joey left. E17. I did, yeah. The fellow with the little hat. Yeah. Brian Summer. Um, so, I think... On twinkle toes when he so, passed away. So, I think... Um, the character himself, no, but 
the uh, the kind of cautionary tale around it's kind of believable. So I'm going to give it a six now. Well, okay. I'm a bit loud because, yeah, like you, I mean, there's not, there's, there's no kind of sightings really I could see, or, um, and it's, to be fair, it's more of a legend really. Um, so I don't think it's aiming at sort of necessarily believability. It's, you know, kind of more of a legend stroke cautionary tale. Um, well, I suppose you do, I suppose you do have the, the tale of Susanna, stuff like that. Um, so I suppose you could technically count that as one sighting, but yeah, I'm not saying it's, Hugely believable, but yeah, I think as you say, there's you know, yeah, but there's nothing insanely outlandish in it, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a five. Five, uh, reach Neil, um, me with it. Yeah, I don't think this one's got a huge reach to be honest with you. Um, it feels, I mean, it's been around, I mean, I'm not quite sure the actual time period, but if you're going back to possibly Mayan roots, it's you know, good five, six hundred years. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it feels like it's been around for quite a lot of time in terms of posterity. Um, but it doesn't really feel like one that's sort of translated or, you know, it's gone much past its roots. Um, and obviously with the internet now, a lot of these things get collected, which is good. Um, and you can imagine it's quite an interesting, fun little story. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's probably got... You've got to go looking for it, I think. It's not one that would sort of fall into your lap. So I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, so I don't know how well it's known outside of Guatemala, really. And I think it's probably known pretty well because it's one of their kind of folk tales within Guatemala. But it doesn't seem to have travelled very far, which is kind of surprising because I think he's pretty... There's a lot you can do with that character. And I Mm. think it's, you know, well, come on to that narrative premise, really. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's probably been around for, you know, 600 years or whatever, something like that five, six hundred years. Um, so th- really its main reach is through time and it's still being talked about now. So I think I'm going to have to go, uh, same with you, Neil, and go with three. So narrative premise. So I think this is quite strong premise narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got lots of ways that he turns up, as, as discussed. It's got, um, so there's the story about how, he ended up having, he was unruly and then he got a magic hat and everyone took the piss out of him. And then that turned him, turned him, uh, turned him to the, to the being a shit. Um, <clears throat> I like the silver guitar. I presume that must have been entered in later because how long have they had guitars in full stop, really? I mean, they were originally come from Spain, but they, yeah. they would have had, and I mean, you're talking about like lutes, aren't you? Going back to about the 15th yeah. century, and then it's I mean, guitar. They are got quite an antiquity, actually. I think you're going back to the 16th century or something like yeah. that for the original guitars. But I mean, so I, yeah, so I think that it's kind of been embellished as it's gone on to like a silver guitar. So I think that's quite cool that the story's still kind of growing a little bit. Um, you know, the 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 premise kind of you know young love and all that kind of stuff. It's been used before, but it's a good one because we've all been through it. Um, you know, the narrative's pretty decent. Um, he he either feels sad, doesn't give a shit, or just moves on. Like, you know, he's kind of like a proper shed. Um, so I think it's pretty good. So, and I think it's something which, you know, there's, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more, more stories around around this character. It's it's probably one of the better ones I've seen, which has which is not very well known. So for that reason, I'm gonna give it an eight. Neil. 
Yeah, I, I, I quite like the uh, Nerf Crosses one as well. I think it's quite, there's quite a lot you could pick into. I think you could uh, easily do a, you know, a three-part series on, or a three-series three, three series on Disney Plus with Dan and DeVito as the character. <laughs> a massive app. I'd like to see that. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, again, he's got that, that whole kind of vibe. He's got, he's quite, he's quite dandy. He's got some sort of interesting quirks. Um, yeah, silver guitar. Um, and as you say, there's kind of like, there's different takes on whether or not he sort of like regrets his actions or whether he's more like a little goblin fella. Um, or just yeah. like, or just like one of those blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I think I'm going to tend to agree on this one. Um, yeah, I think I'll um, give it an eight as well. So that gives us an overall Urbane score of 44. Mm. So not too bad, slightly above the bell curve. Really what's set it down is that not more people know about it and hopefully no. hopefully we're, we're helping with that because, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to get behind it, Neil. Don't know about you. Hopefully off the, the reach of our, the massive reach of our podcast, we'll be Huge. able to give, give this one a, a fillet. Huge. Let's get it on Supernatural. Maybe have a word with the lads at Supernatural first. Get it on there. Is it still going? Just revive it for a new new series. Yeah, we'll just revive it. Yeah, Bane Legends Adventures of Supernatural. Reviving everything now, aren't they? Yeah. Call it um, Supernatural. Just get us to be in it. We'll just do some green screen. Yeah, it's fine. We'll do it. Yeah, just nice and cheap. Yeah. Supernatural BBC or Supernatural UK or something. Supernatural Redemption, Yeah, call it. Um, it's just and- just us basically over Zoom doing like a. <laughs> oh, do you hear about this? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I haven't heard about it. Is it any good? No, not really. No, not really. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, you looking for any ghosts later? Nah, I've got work tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, okay, a bit tired. <laughs> yeah, can't be right. Um Cool. Yeah. So, um, if you uh, know of any kind of smaller legends that you'd like us to have a look at, then do get in touch. Uh, dot legends dot podcast at gmail.com i know you won't um but beyond that hope you've enjoyed it and we will see you around next week goodbye uh i'm trying to think what the um spanish buenas noches or buenas dias buenas dias they did that the other day actually with Lorena, but there you go yeah. all right buenas dias au revoir